What's up, bosses? It's your favorite mindset and lifestyle mentor, Coach Bonds, here to help you boss up and level up in every area of your life, health, wealth, and most of all, mindset. I went from an out of shape, overstressed server, struggling single mom to CEO of my own coaching business, making five figures a month. And if I can boss up and change my life, you can too. And I'm here to show you how on today's episode of Boss Life with Bonds. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Boss Life with Bonds. I had my whole week planned out what I was going to talk about in details, which I don't always do. So I was super proud of myself for doing that. And then I made a video. Also, I got put in Facebook jail. I can't even comment in my own Facebook groups where I coach my clients. And I just got access to my regular Facebook page. So we back. But in the meantime, I had posted a TikTok and a reel well, first of all, I went to the beach Wednesday when I got blocked from Facebook. So I took it as a, ch- uh, a sign from the universe that I needed to slow down, uh, take a breather, have some me time. And so I went to the beach and I took some pictures of myself, which are freaking badass if I do say so myself. And I took three different shots. I knew I was going to post them all back to back. So it would look really cool on my Instagram feed. Shallow. And um one of them, though, I looked at it, and for like two seconds, I was like, yeah, I'm not, ew, look at the cellulite, oh, look at the, the stretch marks and the colors all around the crease and your thighs, and I was like, man, I don't have time for that, posted it anyways, did not dwell on it at all, but everything in life is a teaching lesson, at least it is for me, and for those of you that don't look at life that way, I promise you, life is harder when you don't learn from your lessons, so, um, and as a coach, as a thought leader, as a, as a, as a mentor, as a speaker of all those things, everything that I experience is something that can be used to teach someone else. So even though I didn't dwell on my body that much, I was like, how many of your clients do though? Right? I had a I had an Insta booty challenge where I told my clients to do the Instagram pose of the butt. And one of my clients told me it like it hurt her feet like she couldn't do it. It didn't look right. Or I don't I can't tell you how many times I tell my clients to do their check-ins and they hate their progress pictures they're like I hate it da, 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 and they start going into this self-loathing thing and it is the very stuff that makes your journey um, to fitness to health to to progress in life in any way shape or form that sort of like behavior and mindset is the very thing that holds people back is the self-loathing and the lack of self-love instead of looking at yourself like how I did and being like oh I have stretch marks and and dimples and cellulite Oh, fucking well, and posting it anyways, you guys will, most, a lot of people will look at it and then get in their feelings and stay in their feelings. And like, I always tell my clients, you're, you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be down. You're fucking human. You're not a machine, but you can't stay down. And so many women stay down. And so that gave me inspiration. Like after, like I was going to post the pic and write some really short choppy caption because I was taking some time off. I didn't have time to write a really deep caption. But once I thought about how I looked at my dimples and, and, and thought twice about it, I was like, no, I need to make this a post. So then I started writing about how I got here to where I don't care about my stretch marks and, and the fact that my, my skin is soft and I don't care about all these flaws anymore. Like right now, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I'm squeezing the extra like uh, fat in between my armpit and my, my chesticles. Okay, they're called 
pectoralis muscles, but I like chesticles. Shout out to Coach Berkeley. He taught me that. Um, but like that, like before, I I would not, I wouldn't, I would cover them up or I would sit in such a way that you can't see them. Or like, uh, like if my arms looked bigger than a fucking pencil, I would feel some type of way. And so I shared a post explaining the work that I had to do to get to here now where I don't give a flying fuck, right? And as I went down memory lane, remembering all of the pain that I went through, I broke down. Not because of the picture. And I got so many comments from people like, I hope you're okay. I'm fucking fine. I wrote the post for you. But no, let me explain. So I talked about how people think that if they just can fix the outside of their body, that will make them happy. And that's not how that works. That is like the premise of my fit, the as, the fitness aspect in my coaching, at least not the so much the life coaching. That's a whole nother mindset. I got a hashtag no matter what mindset on that. You better get together or get left. But um, with fitness, it's like I want to help you reach your goals, but I need you to understand that you have to learn to love yourself before like you can you'll get skinny you'll get in shape you can go get the surgery you can do all this stuff but if you haven't fixed what's going on inside it's not gonna matter and that was the point of the post was that I didn't start loving myself once I got to where I am now or where I was when I was 150 pounds and lean as fuck that's not when I decided to start loving myself I decided to start loving myself because I was tired of hating myself and being mean to myself and I just stopped and listened to the conversation that I was having with myself and I was like this is not okay How are you ever going to be this woman that you say you want to be speaking on stages, writing books, opening community centers, doing all this stuff for people when you hate yourself? So I decided to do the work. And that's what the post was about. I started talking about the work that I did in myself to get to where I am, forgiving myself. I got to pull up the caption so I can go down through the points because today there's no there's no notes. This is just off the dome. I'm going to go through um, some self-love. First, I want to touch on that post because I do feel like it got misinterpreted by a lot of people. It wasn't a cry for help. It was a, this is like, it's hard work to learn to love yourself. And if you skip steps, you're only doing yourself a disservice. Um, I know plenty, and you guys have heard me before, I know plenty of women that have gotten the tummy tucks that have gotten the butt lifts that have done all these things and they're still not happy because they didn't do the work first so um and i and some of the things i said was oh if i could just get my stretch marks removed if i could just get my butt lifted if i could just get a tummy tuck like i thought that that's what was going to make me happy but i started learning to love me for me and that meant um forgiving myself for feeling like I brought the trauma and abuse I endured on myself. For years, I would look at, oh, well, you dress skanky, or, oh, well, you you turned him on, so it's it's not his fault that he forced himself on you. Or, or yeah, you just, like, for years, that is what I thought about myself, was that I, and this is why I broke down, just talking about it right now. Like, I'm healed from it, but I'm just like, dang, poor Bonnie. She really had no idea. Poor young Bonnie. And so... I had to forgive myself for thinking like that I deserve to be treated like trash by so many men at such a young age. Men, not boys, men, as early as when I was 13 years old, guys. And so I had to forgive myself for not knowing any better. I had to forgive myself for hanging around girls that would bring me around grown men like I was a piece of meat. I had to forgive myself for that. And that's why I broke down crying. I thought of all the things that young Bonnie went through that she didn't know how to deal with on her own. Oh, I'm gonna cry again. Ugh! And and I couldn't talk to anyone because I didn't I didn't know who to talk to about those sort of things. So I had to forgive myself for that. I had to forgive myself for allowing other people's opinion of me to shape my own opinion of myself. And that's when we'll start talking about my hair and all this other stuff. Um, 
But yeah, because of th- what I just mentioned before, I, I, get, I gained a really bad reputation very early, as young as middle school, that I was a whore, that I was a slut, that I was this. And so that was kind of like the mindset that I had. I was just like, well, well, I guess this is just what I am. And then I had to forgive myself for um, calling my younger self those names. Now, this has nothing to do with fitness, stretch marks, or anything. Do you hear this? This is the inner work. This has nothing to do with my actual, like, outward appearance. This has to do with me loving me and then loving my body, right? And so I had to forgive myself for calling myself a whore, for calling myself, like, for believing those things. That's the inner work. I had to learn to forgive myself, and I'm fighting back tears right now, but that's what I mean by the work. And so I had to go through times where there was uncontrollable crying, like what you saw in the TikTok or the video, but it helped me to heal and process that. And so now when I work on my body, I realize that my body is strong, that my body is beautiful, all these things and all the things that she went through, like, that's why I love my body, not because it's picture perfect. And that's what I talk about when I'm saying you got to do the work because now I love myself so much. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about my body. I don't care if you don't like it. And the wise words of the comedian Cat Williams, he's talking about stretch marks, but um, he was like, either you got them because you got bigger, you got them because you got smaller. Either way, men are, men men don't care. They still want it, right? And so, like, I just, I started to realize, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm still beautiful. I'm still hot. I'm still strong. I'm still gorgeous. And not just on the outside, but on the inside, because I learned to forgive myself. And I looked at how strong I was. I was like, you went through what a lot of women would not be able to endure. You did that on your own as a little girl. I'm so fucking proud of you, Bonnie. And so that's where the love came from. So moving on to why today's topic, actually, I hope that that makes sense now for those of you that were like, why is she crying? She's beautiful. I know I'm beautiful. Thank you, though. But like the crying was because I had to go revisit some of the darkest times of my life to write that post. So moving on to this now, Um, wash day. If you're not familiar with wash day is black folks don't have to, let me not stereotype. I grew up and this may still be true for you. I can't speak for every black person. Also, don't ever ask me why black people do A, B, C, or D. I don't speak for every black person. So don't do that. That's super insensitive and ignorant. So moving right along, um, just throwing that out there. We, I don't have to wash my hair every single day. It's not going to get super oily or stinky. If anything, it's going to dry out really quick. So I do need to moisturize my hair often. So where do we start on this? Wash day. Okay, so I did wash day yesterday and it took all of, usually I wear lace front wigs and I have my hair braided underneath. It took me two hours to unbraid my hair. with, And if you could see the pile of hair that came from me combing it out too. It looked like I got a haircut. I did not get a haircut. So it took two and a half hours to um, just to unbraid my hair and comb it out so that it was not like super tangly and get all the sand out of my hair because I went to the beach last week. And then came the washing part. And I have to section it off so that because it's super thick and super condensed. So I have to make sure that I get each part and got to wash it two or three times since you're not doing it every single day or whatever. And so that was a long process. And that doesn't even include how long it would have taken me to braid it back up to put it back under a wig, which is the reason for these styles is or for all of this is that it's a protective style because and now we're going to rewind back to um the reason why I would always wear weaves and why I'm okay like either way now but why I wear them now so I grew up in Winter Park Florida which is it's it's a little more um diverse now but growing up in my class um we definitely had black teachers there there were at least like 
there's at least four or five, probably more black teachers, but still they were definitely in the minority. Um, I was usually one of maybe three at most black kids in my class. And I grew up with a complex because every little girl around me had long, beautiful, blonde, soft, straight, silky hair. And when I would play with my hair in class or try to do stuff like this, everyone would point and laugh. Like, Bonnie's hair sticks straight up and da-da-da. And I remember a specific memory, one of my close friends, and I don't think that, I know that she didn't mean any harm because she's not a bad person. She just was ignorant. Um, We were, I was getting ready to have a sleepover at her house and we were, she was at the bus ramp and I was all the way back like by a hallway and she yells, Bonnie, don't forget to bring your grease for your nappy hair since you're sleeping over. And like, I'll never forget how embarrassing that felt. Like I froze up and tried to act like it didn't embarrass me. And I was just like, cause I, I didn't really, again, if you know my story, I didn't really know how to use my voice until like recently. So I was just, I, I was talkative, but like speaking up for myself, that wasn't there. So I was just kind of like, super embarrassed like yep don't forget the grease for your nappy hair okay um I also remember one time when the boys are beating the girls up on the playground and the boys are grabbing the girls by the hair and swinging us around they're being mean and and when we were telling the teacher what happened I was like yeah and the boys pulled my hair and this boy stands up he's like no not you Bonnie your hair is too short nobody pulled your hair and I was like oh okay guess I just imagined that um And so there's just countless times where I was made to feel like I was not pretty enough or not good enough or the thing that I would hear all of the time, like let's say I went and got extensions and got my hair braided and then took it out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, your real hair is so short and it was never in a, oh, your hair is so short and cute. It was always, oh my gosh, your hair is so short. Now you know that as a kid, you know that when you're a child, that's when like your image of yourself is like ingrained in you. So those are all of the memories that I would get all of the time. And then to make it worse, my favorite cousin love her um her hair uh our grandmother was half i don't want to mess this up she's native american i don't remember what tribe but she like had ripped my cousin had long hair and it was so soft and and i on the other hand because i hated my hair so much at this point i was always cutting it off i was always like i remember my hair would like i remember cutting off whole ponytails in my hair when i was a little girl all kids do that right um but then my mother got sick you guys know my story. My mom got really sick and um, almost lost her life. And so my mother was not there to take care of me. Um, and so I got my hair permed a lot as a little girl, relaxed all of the time, relaxed all of the time. My hair was always relaxed, which is not good. Um, and then on top of that, because there wasn't like a mom to help me take care of my hair daily, I didn't know what to do with my relaxed hair. They would just like either send me, my grandma would send me to the salon or one of my cousins would relax my hair, then I'd go hop in the pool because all my little white friends got in the pool every single day. Why couldn't I? So I would do that every single day with relaxed hair, not knowing what to do with it afterwards, just killing my hair for like all of elementary school to the point where it was like right here and broken off and short. So by the time I got to middle school, um, I was like, well, I'll just start wearing ponytail weaves, which were really big back in the like late 90s, early 2000s, where you just wrap the ponytail, like you put your hair up on a ponytail and you can just wrap the extension on. So I wore those all of the time. So the problem with that now is that I'm pulling my hair away from, you can't see this on the podcast, but I was pulling my hair away from my scalp, which would make it thin out in the front. 
And then because I've got this ponytail always, like it's got bobby pins and stuff in it. Now the center of my hair was like maybe two inches thick or tall while the rest of it was super, super short. So now my hair is damaged from perms, years of perms and swimming pools and from the edges from me always wearing a ponytail and then the ponytail, like just like making the entire middle of my hair really short. Um, so that's what happened all through middle school. And again, my mom was super disabled and she was recovering. Um, and so she was dealing with her own depression and her own like isolation. And so again, I didn't know what to, the hell to do with my hair. We didn't really have the internet like we do now. So I just kept doing ponytails and doing really bad jobs of gelling up my hair. Flash forward to high school where at this point I'm a teen mom. I have a job and I have a boyfriend who sells drugs, so I sell drugs with him, and so I have money. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to start getting sew and weave. And so I started doing that. And then for the first time ever, my hair looked how I always wanted it to look, long, silky. I look like everybody else. And like I said, I grew up here in Winter Park where everyone was white or Hispanic by the time I got to middle school. So all of the pretty girls, all the like black girls were always seen as not attractive. Their hair was short, all of this, this, that and the other. And the girls with the long, beautiful hair were the ones that all the guys liked. So I oh, and then also keep in mind to most of the black dudes that I had encountered up until that point, I was not black enough to be appealing to them. And so to the whites and Hispanics, I'm definitely not white or Hispanic to them. So I just wasn't really, didn't feel appealing to anybody. But when I wore, but when I would get my, um, when I would get my hair, like the extensions glued in, I felt beautiful and sexy. So I I rocked that junk all the time. Obviously, um, long story short, wearing glue in extensions is not good for your hair. So now I'm continuing to damage my hair. This is high school now. Um, so then I upgraded as I got older and I started getting sew-in weaves, which were, you know, a lot easy, like better for your hair because your hair is braided and yada, yada, yada. But the problem with sew-in weaves is that you can leave them in for so long and just not take care of your hair. You could very much take care of your real hair and wash it underneath it, but you could also just neglect it, which is what I did for a long time because, Now I didn't have to see and deal with the thing that had brought me so much like embarrassment and made me feel like I was so unattractive for so long. So that's what I did for the majority of my life. Always, always, always wearing weave because I didn't, one, I didn't know what to do with my hair. And two, I had felt and had, I don't feel this way anymore, but I had felt at the time that I was not attractive if I didn't have long flowy hair to the type of men. And I don't discriminate. Like I just, I like people. I don't just like like Hispanic or white men or only black men. Like I I like people. But at the time, um, who I was trying to be appealing and sexy to did not like this. So I hid it because I wanted to be attractive, sexy, and appealing. Again, this was part of the self-love journey, learning to forgive myself for basing my opinion of myself off of what other people's opinions were. So I'm not sure when it happened. Sometime like in my late 20s, when I was writing out my goals for where I wanted to be, like right after I broke up with church, not God, but in spirituality, but with church. And I was like, okay, I got this degree in in, um, ministry. I can preach. Um, What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with my life? So I started writing out where I wanted to be in 10 years. I want to be a a paid motivational speaker. I want to be an author. I want to be a coach. I want to be all this stuff. Um, I also wrote, like, I want to start wearing my real hair out because I need to start embracing that side of myself that I tried to hide for so long. I was like, okay. And so little by little, um, and I said by 30, I want to be rocking my natural hair out. And so I'm not sure what year it was. I was still on the border in the airport, which is a Mexican restaurant. Um, I was there from 2012 to 15. So sometime, probably like 2015, yeah, right after I left church and I like started 
I don't know what I was doing. I was alone, <laughs> um, try, like on my path to self-discovery in my late third or early thirties, which is usually like when women wake up and stop giving a fuck. And that's what happened. I woke up and stopped giving a fuck. And, um, I remember I took my hair down and saw that it had finally grown down to my shoulders, like how I had always wanted it to. And I was like, oh my gosh, my hair is beautiful and long, but I don't know what to do with it. So naturally, like the the curl look was cute, but I didn't know what to put in it to keep the curls from just turning into a fro. Like when I would wet it, the curls would come down. But then like when it dries up and I live in Florida, it would just turn to a fro. And I wasn't quite ready to rock the fro yet. <laughs> so I just I was like, oh, I'll, I'll flat iron it. Oh, poor Bonnie. So I flat ironed my hair and I would go to work and everyone's like, oh my gosh, your natural hair is so beautiful. Why don't you wear it out more often? And I'm like, oh my gosh, people actually like my black hair now. I'm so happy. Guys, I might start crying again because this is this is just raw content right here. And um, I remember I like halfway through the shift, it would scrunch up. <laughs> you guys know shrinkage, right? Black, like, black girls, where you at? <laughs> Um, the shrinkage would happen. So then I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I didn't want to relax it anymore. I decided we are not relaxing our hair anymore because it had damaged my hair so much. I was like, we're not going to relax it anymore. But like, I don't know what to do with it when it's not relaxed. And every time I go to work, it just scrunches back up. So I was like, I have an idea. We're going to take the hot comb to work with us. Yes, I did. And so at the airport, I would literally go, one, I was flat ironing my hair every single day. And then two, I would flat iron it in the middle of my shift because I was so embarrassed of it scrunching up and getting really short again. Because remember, childhood Bonnie heard that short hair was unattractive. So I'm sitting here flat ironing my hair with no protective like oils or anything in it, once, twice, like two or three times a day. And then I remember the day that I realized that my hair went from like, you can't see on the podcast, but like past my shoulders to right up, right right above my shoulder again and I remember laying in bed and touching the back of my hair and feeling like how I did as a kid again like I don't have enough hair to be pretty and I was just touching it I was like it's gone again like what have I done and I was so I remember laying in bed and crying my eyes out I was like what like damn it <laughs> I was so mad I was like all right I guess we're going back to wearing weave again I'm so over this um and so then I went back to braiding my hair up again. And but I started to research this time. I was like, OK, what how can I not do that again? Um, but I was really mean. I was so mad at myself for letting that happen. I was like, you could because at this point we do have YouTube. We do have stuff it's like you could just looked into it. Why didn't you do that? Why are you so stupid? Why did you think you could flat iron your hair every day? Like I was beating myself up and I was like, all right, this time around, we're going to grow our hair out. We're going to get it back past our shoulders again. You're not going to permit. You're not going to flat iron it every single day. You're not going to blow dry it every single day. You're going to learn how to use your natural curls and this, this, and that. So for all of you women that have natural curls, you know that it is not a, um, it's a full-time job. Like I was explaining in the beginning, it took me 20, no, two hours <laughs> to detangle just the braids. So I knew that with everything that I had on my agenda, the full-time job, the school, the the our working two jobs. At one point, I was homeschooling Danny Man, who had ADHD at the time, and working two jobs. That was, and I was only sleeping. I wasn't really sleeping. So taking care of my natural hair at that point in my life, that was not an option. And then from there, I just went through a series of transitions back to back to back from quitting uh, my sales job at Hilton to going back to serving because I was determined to make more money than I did before and I was determined to overcome my depression. So that was big transition number one, where I woke up and was like, who fucking cares if I'm just serving? I'm just serving and I'm making a 
freaking living taking care of my family. Fuck what everybody else thinks. I don't need a desk job or a, an adult job to for people to think that I'm great and for me to think I'm great. So I said, fuck you to everybody, went back to serving, which was really great for me. Um, and then after that, like my world just started to change. I was still working like 12, 14 hours a day at Universal, but I was making good money and getting recognized by my bosses, getting employee of the month, the Bravo. If you worked at Universal, the Bravo Award is a really big award for an employee. And I attribute that along with me working with a personal trainer who helped me realize my badass self, like all these things just started to come to play to get me to where I am now. And so, but anywho, with that said, there's a whole bunch of transitions happening. So taking the time to focus on my natural hair every day was just not a thing. But I was like, that's definitely something that we are going to do as we get more time. And that is why I'm on this grind to become successful so I can have the time because when you're building your own business, you don't really have a whole lot of free time. And I don't think people understand that. But that was my goal. And that's where we are today. So I'm so proud of myself for getting that junk done in under 25 minutes because I know how I tend to trail off. Um, so yeah, that, that was my journey to self-love, um, from my body, from my hair. Like I love my hair now. I love, like I looked in the mirror yesterday and I was like pulling it down cause I'm not flat ironing it unless a professional does it. And I pulled it down and then jumps like down to here again. And I was like, ah! but like, I'm not, I'm not finna flat iron it just so I can see and ruin it. I'm not, I'm going to, you know, uh, start going to somewhat like a specialist or start whatever. But also another thing, like I just, I really enjoy long, curly, flowy hair, shit. And I had to learn to be okay with that too. Like I had people like, oh, well, you, you, you should never wear weave. Like it's that, that you're denying your true self. And I'm like, is Beyonce denying her true self? If you're on the podcast, I'm sipping my coffee. So that was a struggle too, learning to be okay with the fact that I just like to wear weave. Like I like the way I look, but people wear... Women wear wigs and weave in Hollywood all the time. Leave me alone. And I had to learn to be okay. Like, with that's, that's just what I like and that's what I look like. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. Everybody mind your own business. How about that? So um, it's definitely been a journey. I don't regret any of it. Um, it was necessary for me to become who I am. So if you are someone that is still struggling with self-love um, and you're, like, working on your fitness and your workouts and you think that that's the key to falling in love with yourself or that's the key to being happy, the key to being happy and falling in love with yourself is facing your demons. You see how many times I almost broke down in this podcast episode, in this live? It's because those things, those are my demons. Feeling like if I don't have long hair, I'm not sexy. Feeling like uh, my body doesn't matter. So why should I take care of it? Stuff like that. I had to face that, overcome it, forgive myself. And in the words of one of my mentors, move the fuck on. <laughs> so feel it, face it, and move. Well, that's what I say. I say feel it, face it, and move the fuck on. I think they said... Um, face it, like feel it, drop it and move the fuck on is what Brian, Mark and Cole said, but I'm saying feel it, face it and move the fuck on. Um, and that's, that's pretty much how, that's how I got here. And if you're listening on the podcast, I just gave a toast. This is my cup that I made and, um, the hell is that place? Some kind of ceramic place. And ew, Instagram, it doesn't look right. This is purple. So this is blue. This is purple. And this is pink. If you didn't know, Coach Bonds is very bi. So this is my my cup that I made for myself. So anywho, I made it during Pride Month. So anywho, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope that this podcast, this episode, this live was very healing for someone. Um, if you know someone that needs to listen to something like this, if you need to listen to it again, I encourage you to, one, make sure that you check it out on the podcast when it comes out. 
it probably will be like a good week or two because I've got too many episodes for my dude to upload right now. Um, but I want you to listen to this as often as you need to. Take notes, listen to the things that I had to go through and see if you can mirror, if any of those mirror your story. Uh, my DMs are always open on Instagram, Body by Bonds, B-O-D-Y-B-Y-B-O-N-S or on Facebook, Bonnie Patterson. So I really hope that this gives someone the chance to embrace and fully love themselves. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Hope you have the best Monday of your entire life. Oh, also, before I go, next Monday starts our next free four-day mind and body challenge. And throughout the week of the challenge and at the end of this week, I'm going to be having some people that I've worked with and not even clients, just women that have done my free four-day challenges before and what it's done for their life and how they're back on their shit now because of a free four-day challenge. So this isn't just a way for me to get clients. This is a way for you to get back on your feet. And if you like the way I do things, you're invited to stay. But I just want to help women get back out there and start living their very best boss life. That, that's what the name of the podcast is. That, that's what I do. That's what I want to help you guys do. So now I'll say have an awesome day and I will see you all tomorrow.